Lately you've been questioning If I still see you the same way Cause through these trying years We will not both physically change Now don't you know you'll always be the most beautiful woman I know So let me reassure you darling that her feelings are truly unconditional. See, I love you when your head turns gray. Mm, I still want you if you gain a little weight. Mm, the way I feel for you will always be the same. Just as long as your love don't change. Man, shout out to Music Soul Child. Straight up, man. I, I think Music Soul Child had probably one of the most... Uh, prolific runs in a, in probably like a five year span. Mm-hmm. I I mean, he, the, shout out to music and the writers that was in the room. Like you, that man had a song called Love. He was talking to love and saying, "Love is so many things I want to tell you, but I'm afraid I don't know how." Because there's a possibility that you may look at me differently, love. The first moment I spoke your name, from then on, I knew that by you being in my life, things were destined to change. Man, that man was on it. If y'all don't know, man, I love R&B. I love R&B so much that, you know, good R&B. You know, I I, I probably can say every, know every R&B song that's been out, um, but the one thing that I, I I really appreciate about Music Soul Child and just the run that he had was a lot of his songs were based around the realness of a relationship. <laughs> and which which leads me to that our love or how we see love or the reasons why we love each other has changed drastically over the years. That those are facts. Like when we first got like when we first got together mm-hmm. and like our little 21 or not even 20 we were nine, 19 and 20 our little 19 and 20 idea of love was so like basic in comparison to where we are now but it at that time that was huge like me saying i think i love you no you... no no it started with a, like do what do what you oh, know yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I did, and I and, and I meant it, and I was like, "Dang, bro, do I love it?" That hold up, what, what, what? So, since you brought that up at at the age of twenty, what was it that made you say it? I don't know. I, I mean, I do know. I do know. At the time, I couldn't comprehend it, but I I do know now because I was seeing everything far ahead than I probably realized because I saw in you my future. And that sounds crazy. And even and I even said it to you and that probably made you feel like, hold up, time out, red flag, red flag. This this fool is crazy. I said, nah, I'm going to marry you in five years. I know, like, I see you. I see who you are. I see what kind of person that you are. And maybe at that time, that was probably a little delusional because you, you, you don't, we didn't really know each other like that. 
but I, I, it was just something about you. And I was like, and I was like, man, that's it. Now we weren't looking for it. I wasn't looking for, I wasn't even trying to look for, you wasn't even trying to look for, we were coming out of relationships that we thought that was it. And so for us to, for, for me to say, oh, that's it. Um, it really was like a shot in the dark. And then when we finally got together and then we finally start to started to get to know each other more and more, I was like, oh no, this is real. I love you. Oh no, I'm in it. I love you. I, I Yep. Yep. And then life happened. And then as life is happening, there's more and more reasons upon reasons why, dang, I love that girl. When you, when you rocked with me in those first, first two years, um, with us going through what we went through with, with just struggling financially, um, watching you carry a Zaya. Oh man, that was, that, that was that my love for you to see what you had to go through that, that took me to a whole nother level of, Oh, I ain't going nowhere. I'm locked in to watch you give birth to that first time and then see you do it the second time and then see you do it the third time and then see you do it the fourth time and then knowing what it does to you and how your desire, not just your desire, but how much I wanted kids. I want a lot of kids. And you said, okay, even though you didn't get what you wanted, I thank God that we have healthy children. And I thank God that even though your body has gone through so many changes Mm -hmm. and so many things that have happened that have caused uh, you to be at a point where you almost didn't make it in, you know, make it and you're still here. It's like, oh, no, 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 this, 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 my ride or die. This my what you need, what you want. How, How do you want it? I'm trying to get that to work on the kids. Nah, they 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 don't they don't appreciate it, man. They don't they have no clue. They have no clue. But my love, like even that, it makes me go back and appreciate my parents. It makes me appreciate, even though they're they are where they are. I now I'm like, oh my gosh, it makes me appreciate relationships in general. Like when you see people that's in love, you know they in love. It, it ain't it ain't the stuff that's broadcasted on social media. It's the stuff that you see in in real time. When you see the husband and the wife, they could argue, they could whatever their thing is. Oh, you know they in love. You know they you know that's that's them. That's 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 ride or die. That's my that's my ace boo coon. That's that's what it is. You don't you don't get that. I feel like you don't really get that type of that. Uh, why do you love me? Or understanding why I love you. Until you go through a couple of things to see what that really looks like. Yeah. I really, I really appreciate that. And that, I mean, oh, maybe this is just appreciation for you, but I, I, <laughs> I, I really, um, I think it's, it's the things that we go through that makes me say, oh snap, that's no, that's why I really love you. And I, and, and you crack me up. I think you do it every like six months mm-hmm. on, a, on, a dot. on a dot. You say, what, why did you fall in love with me? And it's like, baby, I didn't said it like 15 times, but my answer changes like. But it also brings back to the conversation we were having yesterday about drive, Mm -hmm. about like just work ethic and where I'm at right now. And then a matter of 
would you still have the same drive if we didn't struggle? I don't think you would. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. Let, let's, let's bring it back up because I, I kind of slept on it in a way that prior to meeting you, I, I come from a strong work ethic family. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, I guess when people tell you no or tell you you can't do something, depending on like your personality, like for me, if you told me I can't do something, I'm, I wish I could say I'm from the show me state, but I'm not. I don't know what Connecticut is as far as like the come get me state. I don't know where we are. Mm-hmm. I don't know where we are, but I'm going to, I'm going to show you better than I can, I can tell you because I don't agree with how you see me, but I will show up when i need to show up no absolutely i i I think i think that's the case i believe it i I, so here's the thing i don't i don't disagree that your drive is is not there i think that i think that the drive itself is there but i think it took for circumstances for that to come out because if we didn't go through what we went through in that those first, I want to say ten years. No, because we've been we've been here for seven. So first four years, four or five years. I went on fourteen. Yeah. Let's say the first seven years. All right, first seven years. If we didn't, no. let's do the first because first five. Yeah, because part of that was a deployment. So. Yeah, yeah. So the first five. If we didn't go through what we went through for the first five years. I don't think you're because everything was predicated on I have to get this done. So you had to sit like, for instance, there are a lot of people who were like, I'm out. You know, if, if something ain't working, I quit. You didn't have that luxury to quit at that time. You had to sit in it and say, you know what? I got to do this because if I don't do it, um, we ain't got nowhere to stay because you know, at that time I was what E one E not E one uh, E four E five, struggling to get to E five, struggling to get the staff sergeant. Look, it took me like four times to pass. Um, and it, and and I look I, actually I look back at the um, at the percentage rate of promotion that was very high at the time. So it made me it made me feel even worse because <laughs> it was like that was a, that was that I think that. Four year run. I got it within that four year run, but that four year run of a percentage was like 34, 32, 42, 55. I'm like, golly. And I still couldn't make it. That hurt. But I know I saw your face, but it, it was also learning about the military and how the promotion works because that wasn't explained. Yeah. And. I'll- I think a lot. The first, the first two were on me though. The first, I, I, I'm not going, I'm not going, I'm not going to blame the Air Force on all of it. The first two was, I just didn't study. I mean, for me. Oh yeah. Okay. You didn't come home and explain anything. Yeah. So just like, I, I just have to test and promote. I'm like, okay, cool, then go test and promote, but not realizing the intricate part of like how it works as far as like statistics, what what you bring in, like your volunteering, like there's certain aspects that of points that you have to get class, like going to school, all of the stuff that you have to do. You didn't explain all that to me, or I would have rolled your coattail, be like, hey, make sure you do this. But now I know because now we have those conversations about. 
what volunteer hours do you have in? Like, how many classes do you have? What what awards are you getting? Like, what did what did you get to promote? Must promote or promote now? Like, all of that wasn't explained, and so all I'm thinking is that you just got to take a test and pass. But that's not it. That's not that's not really how it works. So once I figured that out, and and it's not like a regular job where you could just walk in and be like, I want to raise or like, I, I'm going to go somewhere else and I want you to give me more money. They're not going to do that. So that required me because we had kids and we like nice things that I, I had to go to work. Yeah, I know. And but you you were driven like because you would come home and I, I don't think you really understand. You would come home and you would be so mad. You'd be so mad at like, oh, these people doing it. These people doing that. Which job? Not the current one you're oh, okay. in. Not the current one. <laughs> yeah, you still got I people. I think the jobs here. I think, but I think the struggle was just getting in position because you knew your worth. Oh, now yeah, going, good. now going back to what you said in terms of um, before we got married and your work ethic. Yes, that is you. That ain't got nothing to do with struggle. That was already in you. But when you got to. I, and I can call it out when you got to the BX. <laughs> when you first started working in the BX, oh my God, they, did me dirty. they was like, uh, either you uh, need to figure out your pregnancy situation, or you have to get out. Not knowing that that was so wrong. It, that was that was a that was a human resource violation. Like, like that was. I should have been a part of like a union. Like, oh, that I was. Horrible. But that was also me at like nineteen, not knowing. Yeah. Or, yeah. 19. Yeah. Yeah. And she, I was just, I was sick. I, I, I wasn't like a bad employee. I just was literally sick. Just like you got to either you need to figure this out or you can't work here no more. What? But I was getting my hours. It was yeah. just because I wasn't consistent, and I wasn't like a bad employee. Like when I came to work, I came to work. I just, I don't know. I just couldn't do it. And, and yeah. So she didn't fire me but she encouraged me to quit yeah and yeah. i didn't know how to take that i've never yeah. had someone tell me like hey you're not doing well like quit your job <laughs> so that was just like what? but looking hindsight 2020 and being in a position where i'm at as a supervisor she can't do that yeah like she could not do that but she got away with it mm-hmm. but you can't do stuff like that yeah there was no what's going on like how can i help you what do you need? Is there a certain time of day that's better for you to, re- to for retention purposes? Mm-hmm. But that was also before this great resignation mm-hmm. that like everybody's leaving the workforce. So like this is the perfect time if people are looking for jobs, especially if you're trying to get into a government job. This is the perfect time to start looking for a job because people are retiring at a higher rate. Like I've never seen so many people in my job retire or like push the button like I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. I, I want to be done with work. Yeah. That. People are coming in and they're they're able to get positions that were not available five, six years ago when I started. It was like a a covenant, like you had to work towards this and people are just getting it off the strength that we need bodies because Mm -hmm. nobody's working. And they don't even care about your qualifications. Hey, we just need to get get in the door and then we'll figure it out. We'll get you somewhere. We'll put you somewhere, but don't don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. And we lost so many good staff to the school system because they lost their people. So they're like, we're going to come get your people because we can at least train you to do things differently. Mm-hmm. That we we lost a ton of people. Yeah. But it, it's also about knowing your worth, your progression, and fighting for what you for what you want. What's crazy is one of the um, one of my colleagues uh, told me I was spoiled at work, and I laughed. And I was like, I'm not spoiled. Like it, it, it always seems that you get what you want. 
And I came home and I think we had a conversation about mm-hmm. this. And I was like, I wish that was true. It's not. It's just the fact that what people miss, and I don't know how we got on work. I don't it's know. It's supposed to be about love, but we'll, we'll caveat back to that. <laughs> what people miss is that if you know your policies and procedures, you have a better leg to stand on when it comes to your work. Like, I know when you go to like orientation and you sit down and you're like, they hand you all this paperwork and they're like, make sure you read this, read that, read that. I know that 89% of the workforce don't even read it. No, not at all. Until a situation happens and then I'll find your. Hold up. Researcher. What happened? Why am I. This ain't in my PD. Is that what you say? My PD? Mm-hmm. This ain't in my PD. Uh, actually, it is. You just didn't read it. Yeah. It's lined up right there. Required as management to put a break room, mm-hmm. but nobody opens it until they get upset, and then when they get upset, they become lawyers. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, "But this says this, but you did this. No, this is what it says, and this is how it's interpreted." And then I can go a step further and show you how you did it, right. type of thing. But being able to know how puts you in positions where you may not qualify for what you think you can do, but when you show up, you show up and you show out. Right. And that is how I love it too as well. Yeah. When it's time to show up and show out, I will, because at, at some point you couldn't carry the family. Yeah. Because. And I had to, and I had to be okay with that. Yeah. Like I had to, I had to accept that that part was hard because you like, oh, I'm the man and I'm, I'm supposed to do this and I'm supposed to do that. And it's like, bro, like I literally am doing everything I can and nothing is giving. And I remember I had to get a second job. Yeah. I had, I was like, bro, because at that point you couldn't do anything. And I was like, bro, I got to get a second job. I'm over here working at Toys R Us on the, uh, on the, uh, at like five o'clock from five to 10 every day, because I just, I just, we just couldn't figure it out. But what that, I think from that point, like just from a working standpoint, just to, just to survive, we still were like, was like focused and making sure we had each other's back. Because when you couldn't continue to work because you were pregnant, I had to pick up the load. I said, okay, if you can't do it, then I I definitely got to figure something out. And I think it was very, very, um, for where we are now, it was very vital. Like I said, without those struggling years, I don't think we would be where we are now. And my love for you definitely wouldn't have changed. But I think it it has gone to a whole level just based off of the things that we've had to go through. Um, like I sit at work now, sometimes I'd be like, bro, I don't even want to be here. But then I think about you. I think about the boys. I think about what we're trying to get to. And I'm like, nah, I'm gonna push through. I'd be wanting to push that button. (laughs) I'd be like, man, can I just get out? I want to be done. Like, I don't want to stop working. You were like, I'm, I'm getting out, and I was like, I was praying to God. I was like, please, please oh yeah, please, uh, oh yeah, I was, I was. was this was, button. and then COVID hit, and I was that like, that's was not what I, that's not what I asked for. Yeah, because you wanted to get out and go back to school. I but you get were out still so in the midst of COVID, being able to go back to school. Uh, yeah, I got yeah, get, get my get my degree, mm-hmm. and still, you know, was able to keep, retain a job, and then it, I mean, then it got better, but, um, yeah, I'm at a point now. I think that that great resignation is like all me. Like I'm, I, that is me all day. But I, I, I realized that, Hey, we got, I got responsibilities. I like nice things. And we are a two income family. Yeah. Because one, in, and one income is what we are able to do for the kids. Mm-hmm. And then the other income Just take care of everything else. There was a time where we couldn't even afford to put them in sports. Like yeah. We couldn't even afford to do the base sports. Yeah. And, 
the basic, like the basic sports. Yeah. Like we can't even do that. And now they all look almost teenagers. Yeah. And, you know, they want different things. Now they're branching off into different areas where it's like, okay, financially, we wouldn't have been able to do that. No. And and I and I thank God that we've been in a position um, that we've been able to take care of the people that are, we're responsible for. Um, and then, and then some, and it's just that, that thing right there is a huge thing. And even, um, even in this process, because a lot of times people will see you where you are, but not understand where you've come from and what you've had to go through. And, you know, you just see it, oh, they got this and they got that. No, they, or you, nah, bro, you, you got to understand there was a point in time when we ain't have nothing. And so to be in a position where God has allowed us to see the struggle, to see, you know, to be content even without, and to be content with, um, it's just, it's just a credit to, uh, just having faith in the process. And, and, and I, and I definitely, definitely believe that our love staying connected and, you know, my, my saying is I don't care what's going on outside the house. As long as we are where we need to be when we come here, as long as there's peace in the house, we can go and conquer the world. Whatever we need to do, we can get it done. So that is all we have for you today. Oh, no, you're not about to escape this. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what? No, absolutely not. What? Okay, no. What I, what I do? Somebody's birthday is coming up. Oh my so gosh! This is the actual birthday um, episode, guys. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh no, there there was a point that you may not have seen this birthday. Yeah. So any birthday that I am able to celebrate, knowing what I know, and that there's a strong possibility that you are not going to be here, I'm gonna make sure I uh, celebrate you. As the head of uh, head of this household, um, we actually should talk about that. That should be an episode. What it was like to for submission. What does submission look like in our family? As you being the head of the household, what does that look like? Mm. But that would be a good. Um, we may have to do that one next. Yeah. Um, but to the to the person I look forward to seeing in the morning, to the person that right now, guys, we're carpooling. Um, three times a week because you know the HOV got expensive. Seventy so. dollars <laughs> um, one way, bro. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. So, um, to the one who chariots me to work, and yeah. when he comes pick up, he made sure he's standing outside with the door open, waiting for me uh, to get into the car. To like my ride or die, to my rock, to my sounding board, to my business partner, to the father of my children, my, my baby daddy. Oh. I appreciate you, sir, for watching our watching me grow up. And even though we we, we went back and forth because he kept saying we were eleven months apart, <laughs> <laughs> and then it went from eleven months apart to eighteen months, eighteen months apart to no thirteen months. I said, apart. nah, you I said we, were, we were uh, twenty-four months apart. Listen, it was it was it was eight o'clock at night and it was my bedtime. No, I was sleepy. I was sleepy. He was so serious. <laughs> and you had me convinced too, and I was like, no. You said, yeah, it's eleven months. No, yeah, it's eleven months. We come, to, we come to realize that we are thirteen, 13 months. months apart. <laughs> we are thirteen months apart. So to the man that is thirteen months older than me, that has thirteen more months of experience than me, I appreciate you, um, Tricking me into this ride that we went on. <laughs>
Do you want some candy? Come on. <laughs> Money. Um, that started with a Toyota Camry. Mm. That was um, take me on this journey that has turned into an amazing adventure that is still evolving. And when life is lifing, I know that I can um, text you, call you. Like um, Kim Possible text me, call you, mm-hmm. teams you. Um, what are you doing? I need you type of thing. Um, that yeah. you are a, a consistent force in my life that not only spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, that we are ten toes locked in uh, to this ride that I appreciate. Everything wasn't always great, but you have always stood firm on our relationship and saw the vision of where we were going that kept me abreast because I, I'm going to admit it, guys, I was ready to go like 18 times. And I was like, this is this, I don't have to be here. Like, I, I don't have to be here. But you always stood firm on like a firm foundation on what this Williams family means to you, how much you care about our kids, how you strive to be not only a good husband, but also a good father. And I know that sometimes I can I can be a lot, but you just sit there and take it in stride. And you're like, no matter what happens, no matter where we are, I love you. I want to be here for you. I support you and just know that I'm here. So to the, I'm going to do like you do me to the, to the love of my life, to the, to the, like I said, the father of my children, my sounding board, my best friend, my rider. I won't even say die because even when we die, we still locked in. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I appreciate you. Happy birthday uh, to you. I'm not going to sing like you did. Yeah. I'm not going to do that to you. But um, until next time, fam. Peace.